time for the Pittsburgh Sports and At Podcast. I'm your host, Josh McCuga, joined as always by West Mifflin graduate, 1987. The bum. Hey, Josh. Let's go to the Heck of a win there on Sunday night. I'm pumped about it. Can't wait to talk about it. Also, I don't know if you've noticed, the Penguins are off to a, what we call a blistering start to the season. Even if we lost to the Dallas Stars in overtime, uh, shootout. Still got the point. Still got the point. Uh, thanks, Bum. It's great to see you. Um, great to be here talking Pittsburgh sports, especially after a win. The Steelers now 500, 3-3, three and 2-2 three, two and two at home. Uh... We don't lose in primetime. Everybody knows that. We don't lose in primetime. You put the Steelers on primetime, Mike Tomlin, we pull out a win. As 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 terrifying as this game was for the Pittsburgh Steelers down the stretch, especially in the second half, we look like a great football team in the first half, bum. I, a bum. I agree, Josh. Thought we looked great. Ben Roethlisberger looks spry. I mean, spry as spry can be, I guess. You know, I mean, he ain't no spring chicken, that, but... He's not bad. He didn't look too bad first half. And then all of a sudden, second half. Bum, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to the second half. We'll get to all that. I will I want to start with something that I didn't I don't think that I thought I was going to start with until I watched some baseball last night. And I realized that I'm I'm my I'm still upset. For, for Sid Bream in 1992. Come, next year will be 30 years since Sid Bream slid into home and effectively destroyed the entire Pittsburgh Pirates franchise. It's, it's amazing that you can, you can pinpoint the moments that a once glorious sports franchise... I mean... Listen, I was nine years old, but that those summers in 90, 89, 90, 91, 92 was all Pirates baseball. We lived by it. Check the box score. Play. I mean, I did play baseball all the time, and, man, I, I, I helped my, my nephew shag some flies with his little travel team this weekend. I miss playing baseball. I loved playing baseball. But those summers of rooting for the Pittsburgh Pirates with, with guys like Barry Bonds and Bobby Bonilla before they became punchlines, Guys like Andy Van Slyke, who would flip throw from center field. He had a cannon for an arm. Guys like Spanky LaValliere, Chico Lean, Doug Drabeck, um, you know, Bob Walk. And part of those teams were Sid Bream. And then Sid Bream went to the traded, the hated Atlanta Braves. I'll tell you what, I saw my cousin with an Atlanta Braves shirt on, and his memory sure is short, but he was way too young to remember just how much the Braves destroyed my childhood. I think that it, the, Sid Bream sliding into home in 1992 was the most I've ever cried about a sporting event in my life. And the Braves are still relevant. The Braves didn't just d- dismantle their entire franchise, never to be seen again, except for one flare-up in the mid-2015, 2016. Accidental playoff-making and then sold off all that. Now we're the laughing, laughing stock again. The Atlanta Braves didn't do that. They spent their money. They put a winner in the field year in and year out. Have tried, have at least 
put some effort into a winning franchise. And I hear that stupid tomahawk chop friggin' chant that they do that I believe is done at Florida State as well. I don't know who invented it first, if it was Florida State or if it was Atlanta. It's offensive, if you ask me, to indigenous people and Native Americans, but I think the entire team of Atlanta is offensive to me as a Pirates fan, and I don't think anybody from Atlanta would ever really realize what they did as a franchise to the entire Pittsburgh organization of the Pittsburgh Pirates. And, Bum, I'm going to let you take this because I'm getting a little heated. And I'm going to let you take this. Josh, I will tell you this right now. Right now. The Atlanta Braves are the worst franchise in all of baseball. And that includes the New York Yankees, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, the Arizona Diamondbacks, the Montreal Expos, the New York Mets, the Cincinnati Reds, the Philadelphia Phillies, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the Los Angeles Angels, the Seattle Mariners, the Oakland Athletics, the San Francisco Giants, the Texas Rangers, the Houston Astros, the Milwaukee Brewers, the Washington Nationals, do I go on? Dare I say more? The Atlanta Braves are the worst thing to happen to baseball in the history of baseball. And that's coming from a true yinzer. What they did to the Pittsburgh organization in one foul swoop of a slow man with a mustache running around third. What they did to the Pittsburgh organization is an absolute travesty. I learned that word when I spent my first six months at CCAC, Community College Allegheny County. Okay? And the fact that I have to sit here every now and then, I'll turn on a baseball game, okay? And I turn on some playoffs baseball because I want to see who's going to lose. I ain't, I ain't no fan of the Dodgers, and I definitely ain't no fan of the Braves. I'll tell you that much. And I got to hear that stupid, oh, 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 give me a friggin' break. No, shut your mouths. I mean, listen, Dodger fans ain't no better than than Braves fans. And I know Josh has been to a decent amount of Dodgers-Pirates game, and he ain't been comfortable at him. Am I right, Josh? I'll be honest, Bum, it's the worst fan experience for a visiting fan in all of sports. And that is somebody that has seen a lot of different sporting events as another team's fan on home fields, home ice. San Jose Sharks might be the second worst experience I've had as a fan, with Ohio State being a close third. But that, but the Dodgers fans are the worst. But I will say, as as a fan bum, and I totally agree with you, the the tomahawk chop has got to go, and it is the worst. It is it is just trash. And I hate to hear it. I want Atlanta to lose all the time. I also want the Dodgers to lose. It's a very catch twenty two moment. I just hope whoever goes to the World Series, hopefully it's the Boston Red Sox. They beat the pants out of the National League team. Because I will say this, and I'll say it to a Dodgers fan's face, winning last year during a pandemic with no fans is a asterisk World Series. Same thing as I will say to a Lakers fan who thinks that winning in a bubble was the same thing as winning an NBA championship without fans. An absolute asterisk. LeBron still gets a ring, but it's a joke. So, as a Pittsburgh Pirate fan, 
and as a friend of the bum and everybody in Pittsburgh, it is a shame every single year that the Pirates put that kind of product on the field. Because as a kid, I remember every season going into a Pirate season going, we could win a World Series this year. Now, you go into a Pittsburgh Pirate game, and you're like, I wonder if they raise the prices on beer. Go to a Pirate game, play the 50-50, sit in your seat, maybe catch a foul ball. But you've seen a subpar product. Josh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. I go to games now to get, you know, hang out outside, take the wife and kids, whatever. A second wife and kids, I should say, even my real kids, my stepkids. My real kids don't really even talk to me no more. I mean, I paid a, I paid a college bill. What are you going to do? Now let's go on to something more positive, Josh. I'm psyched about the Pittsburgh Penguins. No Sidney Crosby, no Evgeny Malkin. And we are playing some solid hockey, okay? Now listen, our depth is still a bit of an issue, okay? Is Tristan Jari going to be the goalie of the future? I don't know, okay? We're 2-0-2. Four games in couple overtime losses, but no actual losses when you look in the friggin' points column. And if Yins looked on the, uh, if Yins, Yins look up at the standings, okay, let me pull up the standings here on my laptop that Josh bought me for this show. The Pittsburgh Penguins are number one in the Metropolitan Division with six points. Four games played, two wins, two overtime losses. Couple other teams in the Atlantic got six points. You know, nobody has more than six points in the entire league. Okay, that's Pittsburgh Penguin hockey this year. Stanley Cup. I'm calling it. Okay, just calling it straight up. That's what we're gonna do. Okay, we are feeling it this year. Feeling it. Okay, we're gonna get to a couple of voicemails at the end of the show. I gotta uh, email these over to uh, one my. My producer, Donnie. Donnie, how you doing? Give me a thumbs up. And we got a thumbs up from Donnie. He's feeling it. Donnie's uh, family, uh, good people, solid people from Don McKee's Rocks. And uh, they're pumped about the Steelers win this week. They really are. And I don't blame them because the Steelers. All right, let me, let me tell you in this, okay? Let me tell you in this. I don't know what happens in the locker room at a professional NFL football game. I don't know. I ain't never been a football player. I played one year of organized football for uh, my middle school in seventh grade. I didn't like getting hit, so I quit. And maybe you, you can call me a bum all you want, but I ain't hurting my body for nobody. If I ain't getting paid, I ain't hurting my body. That is a motto to live by. If they ain't paying you, don't put no body on the risk. That makes sense, Donnie? That makes sense to you? I, I, I sometimes Donnie don't even know. I got to be honest with you, Bama. I, I agree with you. I think that, uh, I mean, that we should have had, we should have been paying college players for years now. But we're finally starting to do it and still, like, I mean, I don't know. It's the wild, wild west, apparently. So, I don't, I go into a football game and the Steelers came out 
And I, there was some confidence because Russell Westbrook is hurt. Russell Westbrook. Russell Wilson is hurt. And I think the, 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 the confidence of the Pittsburgh faithful was at an all-time high because Geno Smith, West Virginia product, coming in at quarterback, does not a team inspire, I don't, I don't think. But I'll tell you what, Geno Smith actually played pretty well. It's amazing what a quarterback can do when he's not playing for the Jets. Donnie, I just sent you some uh, voicemails. Just got them. Um, but that Pittsburgh Steelers team came out firing. And I will say this. When our defense is healthy and they are playing at a, at a high rate, we probably have, I mean, we've got a top three defense in the league for sure. I don't know about our cornerback situation. Now, let me just say this. Maybe maybe not the best all-around defense, but our pass rush is great. Joe Hayden still has has it. This James Pierre guy, he's real hit and miss. They keep firing his way and whatever. But I digress. And Bum, I'll let you take it from here. But I, I want to know your thoughts on what the hell happened between the first half and the second half with our defense and our offense. Okay, Josh, here's the thing. I'm watching this game with my family, okay? We had some uh, we had some kielbasis and we had some pierogies up there. You know, my wife was making a homemade rigatoni for later, okay? And I'm I, this is about noon, you know, and we had the night game. And everybody knows, especially during school year, the night games are the worst game of the year because, God, you, you, you know, it ends like midnight. I'm freaking tired. I fell asleep during halftime, and apparently so did the defense. Defense fell asleep during the halftime, and we come out. We're, we're up 14 nothing. Easy street. Nope. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they're one of their favorite things to do, by the way, is let teams back in football games. The Seattle Seahawks couldn't do nothing in the first half. They were over here, over there. They were punting the ball. Our defense was stopping them. Geno Smith looked confused. I don't even know. Then we go in the locker room. It feels like everybody just like had a bag of chips and smoked the joint and come out. And they're like, oh, shoot. We got to play another half of football on that. And that's exactly what they did. They went out there and all of a sudden, the Seattle Seahawks were like, we're going to run every single play. And the defense was like, don't worry about it. We'll let you run as much as you want to. Okay, and I'm gonna look at these. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at the, these stats. Okay, I'm gonna read you in some stats. Seattle had 144 yards rushing. Okay, Alex Collins. I never heard of Alex Collins. 101 yards and a touchdown. Okay, DK Metcalf, Gerald Everett, Tyler Lockett. I mean, Geno Smith. Okay, Geno Smith put up. I'm going to give you his, his passing stats. 209 yards, one touchdown, no picks. Ben Roethlisberger, he went 23, sorry, Geno Smith went 23 of 32 for 209, averaging six and a half yards a pass. That ain't that good defense, and I think most of that came in a second friggin' half. Ben Roethlisberger, on the other hand, goes 29 or 42, 29, 5.7 yards per pass, a touchdown. 94.7 QB rating, and Geno Smith had a 99.6 QB rating. Overall, 24.5 QBR, while Ben Roethlisberger's a 38.2 QBR. Nah, I, I, ain't, I ain't no expert on quarterbacks and that, but Geno Smith having a better quarterback rating than Ben Roethlisberger doesn't exactly bode well for the rest of the season. But us being 3-3, three and three, listen, 
It's still anybody's ball game out there. The only undefeated team are the Arizona Cardinals. Everybody's shortchanging them. I don't even know if we should do that. But apparently having a five foot nine quarterback who can run around like a scared rat in a subway track is a good thing to have because we don't have that. Our rushing yards, Najee Harris, 24, 81 yards. Deontay Johnson with that nice end around, one carry, 25 yards. And Kalen Balage, the Balagenator, his favorite hotel in Las Vegas is the Balagio. Two carries, 15 yards. I mean, anything's better than Benny Snell. Now, listen, I ain't going to be mean to Benny Snell. I like the name Ben. I think he's a good dude. We drafted him, but he can't really do much back here. Every time we get him the ball, it's like one carry, negative three yards. That ain't that good. If I'm doing the math at home, it ain't that good. Deontay Johnson had the game in a week. Here is something I need to talk to Yins about. Why are we throwing it to Pat Firemuth more? God, that name is so hard to say as a Pittsburgher. Why ain't we throwing it more to Pat Firemuth? Friar Muth. Just call Muth. I got to be honest with you, bum. Been talking to my cousins, and uh, we all agree. Pat Friar Muth should get more targets, more catches. He gets yards. 8.3 yards per catch. Najee Harris had six receptions for 46 yards, so 137 total yards of offense from Najee. They try to put Ray Ray McLeod in there. James, I don't know what we're doing with James Washington as a team. I have no idea. Do we trust him? Where, where do we have him in the lineup? Where do we have him in certain packages? Does Ben not like him? Chase Claypool then disappears again. He, he One game, he is the bell of the ball. He's Grace Kelly. He's Scarlett Johansson. He's Sandra Bullock in speed. The next one, he's, uh, he's Cinderella's sisters who don't even, they get invited, but nobody's really paying much attention to him. What, what is happening with Chase Claypool? Where does he go? Where does he go? Do they double team him because Juju is out? Then throw it to Washington or Eric Ebron or, or Najee or friggin' Pat Fryer 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 Muth. It's even hard for me to say. Fry. Josh, it's pronounced Fryer Muth. Fryer Muth. Fryer Muth. Fryer Muth. Ian's got it. I mean, look at Seattle had, I mean, a couple of these were for negative yards, but they got 11 people catch the balls. Out of the backfield. 12 people, excuse me. 209 yards passing. Okay? Nah. The defense saved us at the end of the game. Everybody knows that. Okay? TJ Watt, if he wanted to impregnate my wife, I'd be all for it. The dude is built like a brick shit house, and I love him. He's handsome, square jaw. Okay, if his brother JJ wanted to come over to the Steelers too, I'd be all for that as well. Okay, but without TJ Watt in that defense, we got to keep him healthy for the next sixty to seventy years because without him, we are in we are up the creek without a paddle. Okay, him in overtime, saving a day with the Geno Force fumble. I don't know what. I have no idea. What T.J. Watt's hands are made out of, but I think it's made out of that same material that they make the Wolverine. It's like some kind of metal or something like that. They filled his body with it. I took my kids to see all them movies. Everybody's got to see them Wolverine movies. I fall asleep half the dang up time. But he's like in water, and he first of all, his hands are bones, and then his hands become metal, like claws. Okay? 
and he's he's full of metal. If that's what TJ Watts got in his hands, because every time he sacks the quarterback, they fumble. He's got perfect hand placement. His hands are made of uh, Wolverine metal. And he, oh, that's all TJ Watt does is force fumbles when we need him to force fumbles. Uh, Bum, can I tell you a story? I got, I got a quick story. So I'm, I'm texting with my cousins during the game. And I said, well, we need a turnover here in overtime because if worse comes to worse, it looked like that the Seahawks were going to drive and score and we were going to lose that game. Out of nowhere. We, we all said we need a turnover. Turnover. Let's get a turnover. This play. Out of nowhere comes the inimitable one. The Amtrak, the death from above. I'm just going to call him Wolverine because he's, he's, he looks like him. Josh, you can't take my joke. I'm calling him Wolverine. Bum, I, I want to be able to call him Wolverine too. Okay, fine. We both call him Wolverine. He comes out of that corner. He comes around that bend. He He's knocking over tacklers like an angry mom at the grocery store trying to get that last box of tricks for her kids. He's like an angry old man trying to get his pew at church, just knocking people over. He's like an Italian man in Italy trying to get to the front of the line at St. Peter's on Easter. Look at his elbow's going to take you into that, and he's going to take that ball, and he's going to, and we're going to win a freaking football game. Let me tell you that. Geno Smith had no idea that T.J. Watt is made of Wolverine metal. He had no idea that that was an actual superhero. TJ Watt better stay healthy because without him, we stink. And with him, I think we can win the friggin' Super Bowl. All right, bum. God, your yins are go so crazy sometimes. I don't think we're a Super Bowl team. We beat a injured Seattle Seahawks. Now, listen, we did beat the Bills. Everybody forgets that. We beat the Bills in week one. We looked terrible the next couple weeks, but have since gone 2-0. I'm, I'm being told by Donnie that the metal inside of Wolverine is called adamantium. Adamantium. Okay, so TJ Watt is made of adamantium. How about wadamantium? What, adamwattium? There we go. That's better. He's made of adamwattium. He is 160,000 kilowatts of Atawadium straight out of Wolverine's body in one of them friggin' Wolverine movies. Because look out, when his hands come in, that football's going to get fumbled. And without T.J. Watt in that game, we lose in overtime. I promise you that. Because now the Seahawks are 2-4. and four. Steelers are 3-3. Three and three. We ain't in the basement of division no more. I mean, we're kind of tied for it, but it is what it is. But nah... We have a chance. The only problem is apparently, apparently the Baltimore Ravens are really good this year or they're really lucky or both. I don't know, but I can't keep watching them win football games. They put a hurting on the Los Angeles Chargers worse than when the city wouldn't give them the tax break to keep the Chargers in San Diego. Now they're up in LA and nobody gives a crap. Guaranteed when the Steelers come to town in a few weeks... Okay, it will be a home game for the San Diego for the Pittsburgh Steelers against the San Diego Chargers, who just so happen to call SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles their home. They will always be the San Diego Chargers to me. I do not recognize them as Los Angelinos. But I am so tired. Like everybody thought, don't worry, Lamar Jackson will get hurt. 
Apparently, Lamar Jackson is also made out of adamantium. That guy's way too good. The Ravens are too good. It's angering me. My wife is upset. Because no, nobody in our division can catch Baltimore right now. And every, every single one of these games where it looks like Baltimore might lose, they win. A 66-yarder from Justin Tucker. Good Lord. Some crazy turnovers. Uh, Lamar Jackson comeback against... Who are they playing that they should have lost to uh, there on my, uh, the Colts? Colts had him in the bag, and then Lamar Jackson's like, no, I got it. Don't worry about it. That game pissed me off, bum. I know, Josh. I know. But I'll tell you in's what. We got a chance. We have a chance. Okay? I mean, maybe, maybe big game James Washington plays a little bit better. We got to buy this week. We got to buy. Which means next week there will be no podcast. Unless something crazy happens in Pittsburgh sports. But with the bye, it gives us a little bit of chance to get healthy. Okay? Gives us a little shot at health. Because the Steelers need a little bit of it. And, you know. Oh, wait. I am wrong. Yeah, yeah. We got a bye this week. And then on Halloween, the scariest day of the year for most people including you, Josh. Bum, I am not a fan of the holiday. 10.31, October 31st, 10 a.m. on CBS. Where are we going, Josh? You know where we're going? Uh, Bum, I believe it. I'll tell you where we're going. We are going to the Mistake by the Lake, coached by your buddy, Josh, Kevin Stefanski, to play the Cleveland Browns, a team that started hot, and has since cooled down. Like an angry pierogi coming straight out the fryer, put it on your plate, and your mom says, don't eat it too soon. Oh, you're going to burn your mouth! And then you burn your mouth, like a Totino's pizza roll. Okay? We're going to play the Browns. we got a week off to get healthy a little bit, and then we got Browns, Bears, Lions, Chargers in Los Angeles, November 21st, at the Bungles, then our first game in December is against the hated Baltimore Ravens. Now listen, if I'm going to do some predictions, and then we're going to get to the calls, I'm going to do some predictions. We win at the Browns. We win against the Bears. We better win against the Lions. But as you know, Steeler fans, we play down to our competition. Okay? The Lions at home, it's going to be a tighter game than everybody thinks. Take the Lions and a spread. Okay? Because more than likely, boys, that's going to be a tough one to win. That's We just played down to our competition. That is a Mike Tomlin, Bill Cower, Chuck Knoll classic. So I think we win our next five games. Because then once we hit December against the Ravens, win against the Browns, win against the Bears, win against the Lions, win at the Chargers, and then a win against at the Bungles, that means we'll be... Eight and three going into a Ravens game, which could be two eight and three teams. It could just be that. Okay. And if we beat the Ravens, look at below. Here come the Pittsburgh Steelers. Donnie, let's play our first call of the day. Donnie has been slacking over there. Donnie needs some help. You got 
You got it? Hey, Bum and Josh, this is Tom from Down in McKee's Rock. I don't know if Yin's guys have been watching that Squid Game on Netflix, but if Yin's have, who do you think would win the Squid Game out of the Steelers' current roster? Thanks so much. I'll take uh, my answer offline. Thank you, Tom from Don McKee's Rocks. I appreciate you, Tom. Uh, Bum, I'll let you take this one. Let me think about this one for a second. Okay, so me and the missus, I'll repeat my second wife. Okay? My second wife, and I started watching this squid game. Okay? Now, at first, I thought it was a squint game, which is what I do when I'm driving without my glasses on. But no, it's a game where squids fight each other. It's on Discovery. Uh, bum, you're thinking that's that's not the show. Squid Game is a Netflix show. Oh, oh, Squid Game. Got it, got it, got it. That's where they kill everybody with guns, and it's like real creepy. It's in Korea. Okay, so if I was going to pick a Steeler to win the Squid Game, I'd probably choose... I've said it before, I'll say it again. T.J. Watt. I give you T.J. Watt. Nah, two years ago, I'd have probably told you Minka Fitzpatrick. Or three years ago, whenever he had all those turnovers. Because where has Minka Fitzpatrick been? He's in the backfield. I see him playing. He's got no turnovers. Hey, beep, up, beep, boop. Minka, it's the bum. Make a pick already. Minka. Beep, up, boop, up, beep, up. Minka, it's the bum again. Recover a fumble. Beep up, beep up, beep up. Hey, Minka, sorry for calling so many times, but where the hell has the turnovers been? I'm tired of it. We signed you all that damn money. You haven't done a thing. Where you been? It's like we invited you over for Christmas and you showed up on January 18th. Give me a friggin' break. Uh, Bum, I, I love your TJ Watt call. Uh, you know, I think you need a smart guy. I think you need somebody that's tough. I think you need somebody that's cerebral, and I think you need somebody that has durability. And there isn't a person I trust on this team more than my buddy and golfing friend, Joe Hayden. I think Joe Hayden wins the squid game for the Steelers. Uh, he's got great hands. He's an athlete. He's, he's, he thinks he's friendly, a very, very friendly guy. You need a friend in the squid game. And I think Joe Hayden is your winner of the squid game. Uh, let's play the uh, next voicemail. This is a long-time caller, long-time listener. Have a question for the bum, more of a hypothetical that I've been running through my head. Okay. Would you rather have the Steelers, knowing we probably won't be able to go far in the playoffs, be hopeful to make the playoffs and have a competitive season, or have us tank right now for a quarterback looking for the future? Thanks. Bye. Thank you for your call. I appreciate you, CJ. Okay, listen. This is the this is the catch twenty two. This is the conundrum. Is because Mike Tomlin, who I can't say that he's a bad coach. He's a good coach. Okay, we've only had like one losing season, if that. I don't even. He, we may not even have a, a losing season under Mike Tomlin. So five hundred is our worst. Let me see. Let me see. Mike Tomlin. Let me look this up. I, I I feel like they say it all the time. But I don't. I 
feel like the 49-year-old coach enters his 15th season with the Steelers. Famously, Tomlin has never had a losing season in his 14 years in charge of Steelers. Correct. That's what I thought. We've been 500. We've been, you know, close to 7-9, and nine, but again, now would be. I don't think, you can't even really go 500 anymore in the National Football League because there's 17 games. So you're either going to have a losing season or a winning season. That's it. Unless you tie. And ties happen, which is so stupid. Like in like Ted Lasso says. Oh, right. I forgot y'all tie. <sighs> I don't know. I don't because here's the thing. I don't think there is a an amazing quarterback in college football this year. There's not like a a a generational QB like in like a Peyton Manning or a Tom Brady. Well, even then we didn't know Tom Brady. I don't I don't think that there is there's a Ben Roethlisberger. I don't think there's an Eli Manning this year. So I don't know if we tank this year. And I don't think Mike Tomlin has that in his bones to tank. Now listen, I, I, if we, if we lose the next two games and we're three and five, we may want to think about it. If we lose the next three and go three and six, we may really want to start thinking about it. Because if we're good and we're competitive and we make the playoffs, but we don't have any chance at making the Super Bowl and we have next year, I, I don't know. I think that, do we? I, we may just want to draft a quarterback in the first round regardless. I don't, I don't know. We've got it. We've really got to do our due diligence with maybe trying to sign a free agent quarterback. I mean, Aaron Rodgers could legitimately come to, to the Pittsburgh Steelers. He doesn't like Green Bay. Maybe he does. Maybe he does. I don't know. But Aaron Rodgers could legitimately step into Ben's footsteps. Ben's shoes for the next three to four years. I still think he's got three to four years left in him. Maybe more. He's still got a cannon. It's amazing to see when great quarterbacks go from awesome one year to not that great the next year. I mean, Peyton Manning was throwing awesome footballs. Next year he was throwing ducks, but they still won a Super Bowl. Okay? That's just how good Peyton Manning is. Game manager. Don't make many mistakes. Right now, Ben is still making mistakes like he's a rookie at points because he still thinks he's mobile, but he is not. So to answer your question, me personally would love a tanked season. But if we see anything in professional football, it's that rookie quarterbacks are a literal coin flip. They are a coin flip. Daniel Jones has been playing three years in New York now, and he is a turnover factory. Trevor Lawrence looks fine. I mean, it is the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they stink, but still... We don't know. He's still, you think he'll be good, but we don't know. Bum, what do you think? Uh, Josh, I got to be honest with you. I've never been a fan of the tank. Like, like the great Herm Edwards once said, you play to win the game, okay? You play to win the game. And I think the Steelers... If we we got it, we we have some weapons. We got a little confidence. Maybe Stefan Tuitt comes back from injury. Maybe Banner comes back from injury. Maybe some people step up. We get some lucky wins here and there, and we end up I don't know eleven and six, twelve and five. We make a little run in the playoffs. Anything is possible once you get to the playoffs. I'm telling you. We haven't looked good in the playoffs the last five years and really haven't looked good in the playoffs since we lost the Super Bowl to the Green Bay Packers, oh, about 10 years ago. But I, I 
I've never been a fan of the tank. I think there is still some good QBs out there that we might be able to bring up. But two of them, they ain't playing for the Steelers right now. I don't think Mason Rudolph is our future. Ben Roethlisberger is most definitely not our future. He is the past and present. But there has got to be some talent out there that we can try and put in the system to win us football games. But there that is a tall order, Josh. A tall order. If you remember the old commercials, hey, Cordell, get in there and punt. We thought that Cordell Stewart was going to be the next great quarterback in Pittsburgh. He was not. He was good. We went to a uh, an AFC championship game or two with him, but we lost. Neil O'Donnell, Bubby Brister, Kent Graham, shall I go on? We could be going into something. I don't think the tank is the way to go. I think you play hard and hope that maybe a quarterback that we like falls to us somewhere in this draft. Because there's a lot of talented arms out there, and maybe they just need the opportunity to play in a winning franchise like the Pittsburgh Steelers. I might be a bum, but the Steelers are no bums. We win. We win football games and we win Super Bowls, okay? Don't tank. Play to win the game. But I'll be honest, the tank is kind of appetizing sometimes. It is a catch-22. Thank you for your calls. Thank you for listening. Bum, this is, that's my part of the show. Oh, you're right, Josh. That's my bad. That's my bad. Uh, Hey, make sure, uh, we wanted to to, uh, promote something here on the show, if you don't mind. Uh, you, my kids uh, playing in a violin recital down Market Square. If you want to go uh, check that out, it's on Wednesday at uh, two thirty. Okay, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Bum. Appreciate that. I don't, I don't think any of our fans are going to go to Market Square to see your daughter's violin recital, but good luck. You don't know that, Josh. Okay, Bum. All right, all right. Thank you all for tuning in to the Pittsburgh Sports and At Podcast. We have a bye this week, so no podcast this week. Enjoy your bye week. Enjoy your bye Sunday. Maybe play some golf. Enjoy your family. Have some good food, whatever it may be, because after the bye week, pedal to the metal, Steeler fans. Pedal to the metal. Hope those Penguins keep winning, and let's just hope that it'd be amazing if the Dodgers and the Braves could lose at the same time, but let's just maybe maybe root for the uh, Boston Red Sox. Pittsburgh legend Tito Francona once managed them. Let's just keep it in the family. Subscribe to the podcast feed. Tell your friends. The number is always to call in 412-329-8265. Go Steelers. This has been the Pittsburgh Sports and App Podcast. Keeps the Steelers always best of all.